His name is Heston Blumenthal, our captain on another journey to the centre of food. I'm Jay Taylor, your host, along with James Winter, our navigator on this adventure. And on today's show, grab your sausages, have a rummage in the back of the shed for your tongs, and warn your kids to stay clear because Dad is cooking, as we dive into the wonderful world of barbecuing and how to survive and thrive this great summer tradition. So without further ado, let's meet the man whose coals are always white hot. Heston Blumenthal. Hello, Heston. Hello, Jay. Hello, James. Hello. How are we doing? Good, thank you. So we're making this podcast in the ambition that by doing it, the sun will come out and uh, it'll be, you know, perfect barbecuing. Because for barbecuing, you need consistency of weather. You need to know if you're booking a barbecue for next Saturday, you're going to have good weather next Saturday. Not, Otherwise, not if you're British. Come on. What's a, what's, I mean, have you heard of umbrellas <laughs> or getting your hair That's wet? It, isn't it? Just Us Brits... <laughs> Us Brits, I mean, take it when you can get it with the weather. With the, with the weather. So, yeah, interesting. I think whenever you subject. can... It's interesting when you go to places like Australia and and, uh, and South Africa, specifically, I've been there before. The barbie is always literally out undercover. It's it's not even the barbecue. It's just an outdoor grill, right? And everything is cooked on it, whatever time of the year. I know the yeah. weather's obviously better, but it's, and, and it's and not Aus- indoors it, cooking. In Australia, it's much more... The, um, I, um, the, 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 the gas barbecue is much more common than the actual yeah it is isn't the, it the, the charcoal one yeah because I don't know never one reason but they do use it as you said as, as, a, as an outdoor I mean it's so simple if you just you just you just turn the gas on stand outside with your baseball cap your apron your bottle of beer leave me alone my sweetheart <laughs> I'm busy I'm flipping my steak I can't think of anything else this is my domain because I own fire because I'm a man <laughs> and I'm burning my sausages that are still frozen on the inside yep that's exactly where, where do you stand on cleaning the grill afterwards do you uh, I always take it off and clean it but is that are you supposed to do that can you leave it on and just give it a squirt well, you and can, let the well, heat I mean, it? You, you can depends on what you want to cook on it really and and if you leave it on I mean in t- from, from a health point of view when you fire the barbecue up again it burns the living day carbonizes everything and carbon is carbon you don't have mold That's, you don't have moldy yeah. carbon so you just scrape it <laughs> off but, but if you want a nice clean barbecue and it makes you feel better you f- or you feel you make your own feelings you make yourself feel better then then yeah clean it now you've invented barbecue haven't you I mean you didn't invent barbecue but you have invented barbecues as in you sell Heston yeah. barbecues is that right mm-hmm. what, what is yours is yours a coal based one well, or a gas based one a gas based one which is the most powerful gas barbecue on the planet <laughs> is, is yeah. it really yeah, of, course <laughs> it had, of course it had to be and the other one the one that I'm, <laughs> I'm the most proud of is a barbecue that you it's basically got an electric you know the old-fashioned electric hobs yeah so just a metal coil you plug it sort of float is floating in the thing right yeah it's just it's just sitting on a little stand with a with a with a like a perforated tray over the top of it yeah, so yeah. you put the charcoal on the perforated tray use to get i mean ideally you can buy from 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 trees that you know they're they're from um the forestry commission so so the the the, the, this con- the tree cutting is controlled you don't need a lot of it as opposed to briquettes that have been impregnated with or you know um compressed and impregnated with things that help them burn just use you put pure wood on there pure charcoal from pure trees 
and then you plug the barbecue in and you press a button and it stays on the, the current stays on for seven minutes and the electricity lights the charcoal so you need no fire lighters no lighter fuel no matches no sulfurous compounds because i find quite often huh. you can taste that in the food then when you smell yeah. it's wonderful when you first it takes about two minutes and you can hear crackle soft crackle put your ear to the to the to the coals and they, as they start they don't flame they just start getting warm and there's something wonderful about that warmth there's a there's a sort of sweet smell that comes out of it and a, and a, and a really relaxing little crackle and crack and creaking as the as the as the as the the the, the, the charcoal that is is starting to heat up and when there is a bit of smoke coming from it you can put your face over the smoke your eyes don't burn it makes you realize That's how much re- stuff I was going to ask you in. about the smoke it, they don't yeah, burn you have got some barbecues where it really it's just unbearable where it's constantly in your face and other ones where it doesn't at all and yeah. that obviously affects wind but that that is that right. because of that yeah it's amazing it, it, for me it is it is such a simple idea but when you you value the wood as opposed to buying a big bag of charcoal and chucking loads of it on you know it's yeah. not just it, uh, the charcoal is as important as the food so you value the the you value your pieces of of of, of coal of, of wood they look beautiful in the light as well there's some there's something sort of diamond reflective about it when you hold it up to the light and um it's really cool thinking about the carbon in that way i'd never considered it the charcoal in that way where that is well it's more important than food isn't it because like you said when you get that what yeah. stuff which sort of taste you can taste the sort of lighter fluid in it it just makes the whole food taste of it right oh, and the one that it does work it's incredible it, it, wow, that's really it's absolutely amazing and i <clears throat> you can even put your once the once it's the coals are ready they're they're ready in sort of you can start cooking after maybe 15 minutes on it but when they're when they're when they're, they're ready you could put your steak or burger directly into or onto the coal you don't need to put it on a griddle over the top of it either and Never. I remember my missus when I when when this first came out. I got a prototype. The first prototype was when I was living in London. And uh, my missus is French. Uh, and she <laughs> I was so excited, and I showed her. I said, "Look, this is what you do." And she looked at me. She said, well, "Yeah, I could do that." And I thought, <laughs> "Oh shit, Heston, maybe <laughs> I've just removed." about the only thing left the two things that us men think we're good at is directions <laughs> but we've got gps and controlling fire so now this barbecue where we have i made this the the us men becoming even less valuable than we are in, <laughs> in society in life but i remember taking my my son years ago jack uh he was at school and it, it was a, his rugby club. They went for we went for a couple of days to. It was a Butlins and it was in. Just give me the name of a Butlins, Somerset area, famous one. Minehead, Minehead. Yeah, the Minehead Butlins, and they had their rugby games and we're we're playing. We had the first night in the in the in the canteen there, which was like a. I mean, you were locked into this place of terrible food. 
and it was right opposite the sea but there was brick walls with with, with barbed wire over so to keep you in so when we were <laughs> my friend was the treasurer of the club and we were there watching them play rugby and I said why don't we just have a barbecue on the beach with the kids tonight is there budget in so we had like I think maximum of five pound a head we bought we bought buns and we bought burgers and we bought those you know those tin foil barbecues the 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 yeah um, the, the instant ones yeah the disposable ones. yes we bought those we, we 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 bought lettuce and tomatoes and ketchup and stuff and and we did it for it was like at the time maybe three quid four quid a head and then we 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 asked them if we could carry a couple of tables out we but time to get out was hard enough but across the road and the beach it was pebble beach with sort of what do they call those? You know the the, the sort of sea breaking barriers. Yeah, yeah, there wouldn't be anything going into the city. Yeah, spit. and spit. and and I put the put these half a dozen. We worked out maybe six to eight of these rectangular tin foil trays with the coal in on top of a rock, and went start to start lighting. And there were four or five of the other dads that were there. And oh, we'd in this we bought some wine for the for the for, for the dads and some beer and some drinks for the for the for the for the younger lot and um <laughs> these four or five guys somehow just took over but they were trying to light these coals they were taking the boxes that we'd carried the buns and stuff in they were ripping them up and using them as fans so they were all huddled over these these tinfoil boxes trying to get them lit and then trying to put the meat on when it was still stinking of of of, <laughs> of um of uh, you know lighter fuel so yeah. instead of getting frustrated my friend and i we just had a glass of wine and we just sat back and we watched it was <laughs> like a group of cavemen it was incredible and there is this thing that men have the control of the barbecue um and so i've been fascinated i love i love barbecues i been fascinated with this whole culture and the idea that in the past you would buy sausages and pork chops and lamb chops and steak and burgers and 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 maybe reluctantly get some veggie stuff in case you had some of those funny vegetarians uh, i mean this is this is that i'm talking about how a lot of people would feel in the old days um yeah instead of actually just doing one thing or two things and just doing it really well doing it with love doing it with and as opposed to thinking quantity um and they're it's just a, such a when you say barbecue it's so, it just conjures up in the imagination it connects people a barbecue connects people as long as you don't elbow all your mates out of the way when you're you know with your tongs and stuff when you're yeah when you're cooking you kiss me quick apron yeah yeah um but we'll come on to i mean just there is a i mean i believe that cooking made us human uh, amongst maybe a few other things but yeah um we as far as we know are big the 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 the, 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 the part of the brain that evolved about two million years ago which is the frontal lobe our whole brain kind of almost doubled or over doubled in size and the first uh the theory that the, we first made fire about 1.8 million may give or take you know what's 200 million years after you know, two what's sorry 
what's a couple hundred thousand years when you uh, between friends between friends 1.8 yeah. to 2 million <laughs> so there is this theory that the evolution of the brain the, the the big growth of the brain coincided with discovery of fire but there is no one knows when we started cooking and and, and what was cooking before we invented language what was it I mean it didn't exist so yeah. We have not yet found another species that can make fire at will. Other species we found have tools. Whether a bird uses beak or a monkey might use a stone to break something. Fish use uh, pick up rocks from the ocean floor and try and bash things with them. So tooling, using tools, yes, but actually making fire and eating the food we hunted, gathered and, and, and cooked on that fire is uniquely human and human imagination is also unique so there is i mean strong enough evidence in my world to, to say that human made uh, cooking made us human not i mean i'm not just talking about food i'm talking about the way we hunted the way we gathered the evolution of our of our of our gut and our brain society. developed a human connectivity imagination led to shared beliefs and we created societies we created ways of language and music and social media religion and education all of this stuff um so it has a, that but that's a, i think that is for another podcast because it is such a amazing yeah we're going to delve into story. the origins of food yeah. in the coming episodes this podcast however much like we did with our our picnic a little while ago we are going to uh take Eston and james and all of you out there uh to the beachfront or to our gardens and we're going to give heston the tongs and say Okay, Aston, let's do your barbecue today. Over to you. What are we putting on the barbecue? Now, this is not the ultimate barbecue. This is not the perfect one. This is not the best one. This is whatever you fancy putting on it today. What are we cooking on your barbecue, and how are you cooking it? Well, it, it, it would depend on many things. Time of year, where I am, even day of the week. For some reason, a Tuesday night, if you're watching a topical football game, well, maybe not so much yeah. at the moment, but, um, you know, I guess you might be influenced in a different way than if it was a Sunday lunch or you had friends coming over and who those friends were would make a difference. And maybe the fr you'd collectively all bring something to put on the barbecue. Um, maybe you'd want to just keep it to vegetables or fish or meat or a mixture of them. Generally, I would say I would, I would, I would if I had the choice, uh, I, I like doing bigger, well, what I was going to say was actually nonsense because I like <laughs> what I'm going to say I really like but I like it as well as liking other things so let's say uh, is that clear to everybody listening you know yeah, what that let means? Me <laughs> let's make it clear to myself first um, subtitles, subtitles on CFAX yeah. press 999 badly dumb movies um, uh, <laughs> let's say you take a leg of lamb or a rib of beef oh, wow. or a whole chicken rather than trying to do the whole thing on the barbecue put the oven on and cook it at a low temperature for a long time so let's say you want your rib of beef to be rare rare is about 50 degrees medium rare is about 55 medium is about 60 medium well is about 65 so let's say you want it rare 50 degrees put the oven on about 70 80 90 degrees cook it low it'll take you depending on the thickness of the meat a probe really helps just cook it nice and gently so you get an even cook all the way through let's say you've got a three rib piece of beef then 
when, when you let, let it rest, it can go cold, it's not a problem. Then you slice through those three ribs. So you have three ribs of beef, individual ribs of beef that might be an inch thick, an yeah. inch and a half, but they're cooked up to a point. Then you go your fire nice and hot. Then finish them on the barbecue so you get them really hot. You're not trying to cook the inside because you've already dealt with that. It's like roasting a chicken. Yeah. You've cooked the chicken through. You can carve and cut the chicken into legs and the wings off and the breasts off and then finish them. Or you could just put the lid on the barbecue if you had a lid or you can turn the chicken on it. So you're finishing with a flav barbecued flavor, but you're controlling the cooking and you don't have to keep flapping around with a barbecue. Yeah. So that's that. With bigger pieces, that's a great technique. Then there's the flipping, um, the flipping technique, uh, which was um, um, we've spoken quite a lot about and the work that Harold did, did on it as well, where you very hot, and you just if it's it works very well with anything that's sort of relatively flat and even. So a sausage is round. So rather than flipping the sausage, you just sort of keep turning it. But let's say it's a steak or a burger. Just flip it every 20 seconds and you'll get an even cook and it, will don't, it won't take longer to cook. You're standing over your loving, beloved barbecue anyway. It's not a hassle. Yeah. You just go around and, you know, you work out your little system that you might forget about which one you turn Well, you want to do something, don't you? The worst bit is when you're standing there and nothing's happening. You want to be able to do something. You want to do something, yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Apart from trying to pinch your mate's nostrils with the pincers to turn to <laughs> leave you alone. I'll <laughs> drink your beer. <laughs> um, um, so that that flipping technique also works really well. I mean, if you want to make a ratatouille, for example, you you can make your sort of just sweat off your onions and garlic and put, make your tomato sauce base. Um, but then with the courgettes and, and, and the aubergines and the red peppers and stuff, you can grill those. You grill them on the barbecue, oh, nice. then cut them up and mix them. You don't even have to cut them up. I mean, you can make, you can then, you can also slice those vegetables and and grill them on the barbecue, and then and then well, layer them really with other things, and then then that can, that can be done in advance, and you finish them off in the oven. Um, so that there is, there are so many things you can do with a barbecue that I, for me, are much more exciting and interesting than just making sure you're ticking every single box of uh, that you can possibly tick in terms of having a sausage and two, three different types of chops and a steak and a burger and, and some sweet corn and, and then the veg and, and everything else. So that I love. So it's about getting that finish, isn't it? It's about impregnating that special flavour into different things and sort of experimenting with what that goes with rather than, like you said, having to cook things from scratch yeah. in that way. If, that it, if they're small pieces, then you can, the enjoyment of just cooking and the barbecue and it's ready to you eating out, eating also eating outside... Um, depending on the weather but they um, there's also a great technique I developed which requires you to go to the pet shop God not to buy it okay. no you're not I'm not asking you to buy any any, any mice or any living chinchilla no. on a stick this is you just buy it's called meadow sweet hay and oh, you buy okay. it buy it right. in bags and you just take you can do this with uh, it works fantastically well with let's say fish take some mackerel mackerel fillets sprinkle them in with a mixture of mix salt and sugar lime zest chili flakes maybe coriander powder some other things if you want you can put curry in there if you want but then you make a bed of that mix 
put the put the mackerel fillets. They got the skin on, so you put them uh, one. You put them onto the salt spice sugar mix. And then so you, are they on the? Is the hay on the? No, coals, there's no hay yet. Is, no hay yet. Okay. So the salt mix goes into onto a tray. Lay your fish slices on. Cover them with the salt mix. So they're covered in this salt mix. Leave them right. there for maybe half an hour, an hour max. Then wash that off. Then, if you've got a, you know those fish clamps uh, yeah. for the barbecue, yeah, yeah. or um, or think of some. I was going to come up with another suggestion, but think of think of something else that's clamp-like <laughs> for fish. Fish. Uh, <laughs> yeah. um, and then and have. You can you can soak the hay for a little bit in water if you want. The the more you soak it, the less flaming you get. Less if you don't soak it. Have that. Put some hay into your fish clamp. Put the fish that's been washed onto the hay. More hay on top, so it's packed in hay. Shut the clamp, and then you put it over the fire. And within seconds, the hay is just going to go up in flames. Those yeah. flames will last. Keep your head back. The flames will last for. Uh, yeah, seconds or a minute and then take it off and you'll it'll be covered in just it looks like it's just burnt to smithereens yeah brush all of that off you can wrap the fish in muslin if you want to but brush it all off and you'll have a wonderful smoked hay smoked mackerel you can do it with chicken breast you can do it with vegetables um wow. it's, a, it's a great little technique so you're brushing that you're brushing the black. There'll be black on it, and you're just brushing all that off. You brush all that off. You can wa- you can wa- you wash it off if you want, um, or you, if you wrap it in like a muslin cloth before, you'll still get the, the just effect get the from the smoke. That that's a that that's a that's great really cool as well. You could probably put eggs in there. Um, you could probably even put oh that's you could probably even put chocolate because it goes up in flames. If the chocolate's cold, it goes up in flames so quickly. You're not actually going to melt the chocolate. I don't. I could try smoking some chocolate. Smoked chocolate. I just thought of that. Actually, that's a great idea. Mm. Well, I just forget that. Um, <laughs> that's really good. So you can smoke all sorts, but that technique. That's and this hay is the stuff you buy to feed what rabbits and stuff. Yeah, is it? yeah. It's just called meadow sweet hay. Comes in a plastic sack. Uh, that's it. And you could probably buy it from other places than than than, than pet shops. So I'm sure Amazon sell it. <laughs> Yeah, probably more than yeah. likely. Uh, that's a really cool technique. That, uh, what about things like tuna and salmon? Do you do do you have do you ever do those on the barbie? Or yeah. Do you prefer, is that one of the ones better in the oven? No, they're also great on the bar. They're they're, they're great on the barbie. Just, again, you have to be careful. That's sometimes where you might want to clean your grill a bit more. Um, and it depends if you've got a barbecue with a lid on or not. If you've got a cover, then you can do more things with the cover on if you want yeah. to. Yeah. Um, you can also have one with a rotisserie with a spit so some of the barbecues I've got I've got they're really cool they're two bars each side you press a button and they electrically go up and down and then you have a spit so you can put you can put whole chickens on there it's got a case as well like a like a metal uh, gridded case is that one of your ones that you make yeah. that sounds really that, cool that turns that on before. there so you can put you can put you can put whatever you want in there. I mean, we've we've got in dinner in London pineapples that turn over a spit, roasted yeah, pineapple. That's amazing. And that, that's it's so arresting visually as well. It looks yeah, brilliant, they, and that's based on old-fashioned, really old recipe, right, from the spit roast days. Yeah, well, in fact, there is a 
the French call us le, one of their many nicknames for us is Le Roast Beef, the Roast Beefs. And I thought it was because they took the piss out of our love for roast beef and Yorkshire pudding. But in fact, apparently in the 1800s, I, I should stop saying apparently because everything I say is probably apparently. It's a good disclaimer. Um, I think our viewers have stopped believing us anyways. We don't have to add apparently <laughs> yeah, anymore. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, um, we taught the French how to cook over an open flame. It, from the from the stately homes in the UK, the chefs in, in 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 Britain were very became experts over roasting meat over a fire, but not smoke. You either smoked it or roasted it. If you if you roasted it and it was smoked, it would be an error. There were two right. two different things. And watchmakers would make the mechanisms for the spit. So imagine you have a spit. You have like a couple of chains, like a bicycle chain with a gear and cogs, and then you have a weight. So if you have a Let's say oh, like a, at a grandfather clock. Yeah, a ten kilo weight takes one hour to to, to to fall down, and as it's falling down with it up under its own weight, it's turning the spit in the process. Then, if you wanted if you wanted two hours, then you'd use a five kilo weight. If you wanted half an hour, you use oh, a wow. twenty. You see what I mean? The the, the yeah. heavier the weight, the the, the 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 quicker it would turn, and they they'd put a they could put an alarm on it as well. Um, so there are I mean there's a lot of things you can do with, with a barbecue but it's also it, it's just that I love the, 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 the history of cooking over fire um, and the way that that brought people together I mean there's all sorts of art of discussions and theories and arguments about how language started and how fire connected us because we sat around the fire and how eye contact developed and you know all that kind of stuff which we'll discuss in, in later podcasts I don't and that's, what about what about you guys? It's not. That's enough about me. What about your? <laughs> <laughs> what about your barbecue? Because well, I guess, no man is an island. No, every, every, every man owns their barbecue. Well, I guess so, I think James has got a big barbecue. I, I haven't got a big got barbecue. A I haven't got a big barbecue. I do have a, a sort of a, really? a wood you, oven in the garden, but it's a slightly different thing. And I suppose that was a bit of a, an epiphany for me in outdoor cooking but you just start to think uh, you know Tessin's talking you realise that the barbecue anything out there it's just a heat source right so you can do anything yeah. you can do in the kitchen yeah. with all the things you're familiar with just outside but you just have to maybe use a different technique but you you can put things straight on the grill obviously you know that's what I would generally do or I certainly did for a long time but then when you start to learn about these things you start to move the coals away into a corner so it's getting a little bit of indirect heat you start to cook maybe fish on a bit of foil so it doesn't stick so you don't end up with this mush of, of overcooked flesh on the, on the grills and you just start to learn how it works but it is just a heat source but it's a lovely one it's a naked, you know, naked flame which can be used to to you know, sort of lick the you know the, the sort of up around the steak or whatever you're cooking, and add a little bit of extra caramelisation or whatever, and you can start to play with it in a way that you can't over a gas hob or electric hob in the kitchen for various obvious reasons. And so, the more time you devote to it, the more you start to understand how it how it works. And you know, when you add rotisserie and and all sorts of you know interesting steaming with the, the hay, you just you're just playing with with the one heat source, and it's wonderful. And you just spend you can spend the day doing it, and that's what I suppose the fun of it is is when you realize actually you can cook anything it's not like it's burgers and sausages which is kind of your entry you think well we'll turn up and we'll do burgers and sausages but that's that's in a way you're missing the point of what the joy of being outside near a heat source and and cooking things for people to eat and drink is all about and it is as Heston said it's about people coming together 
talking, drinking, you know, doing whatever outside, hopefully in the sunshine, but if not undercover, yeah. you know, and just being noisy and, and freer than you would be inside your own home. And of course, it's a lot less smelly inside. You don't have to clear up so much. You just shovel it all in a big bin and, and go back inside and <laughs> go to bed, you know. And everyone gathers around yeah. it, don't they? That's the the fun is everyone coming together mine was a slightly different route so for me the joy of it is the portability the ability to just sort of pop up a, a little stove wherever wherever i wanted to be and i didn't get on i don't like those little disposable ones because like you said because the smell of them and the, yeah i just don't like it um my mother-in-law a couple of years ago bought me this brilliant thing i'd never seen before and i use it all the time now it's basically a little tub barbecue right so it's yeah. a rucksack yeah you take it off your back and it's a tub and it's not dissimilar to what you were talking it's a less a lower fire version of your your creation basically in the middle is a small round uh, little sort of uh, cylinder in yeah. which you put these coals, these crushed coals. Underneath it is a tiny little um, tray which you put a little bit of paraffin on. Yeah. You light it, yeah. and then there's a there's an electrical thing on the side which puts uh, just mm. a fan, just pushes air through it, and you turn it on. You you light the paraffin, and within three minutes the coals are at heat. You put the grill on, you cook anywhere you want, and then as soon as it's finished, you take the little cylinder of coals, you pour those away, and everything else is pristine. You stick it back on your back. And away you go. So my fondest and happiest uh, barbecue memories are anywhere. On the beach, on clifftop walks, when we go on holiday, taking it to lakes. Uh, anywhere we go, we just immediately go, boom, there you go. Pop it up. And because we're out and about, it feels really exciting and fun. And the, the less cleaning up, the better for me as well. And I never, to be honest, I never really got on with the whole proper coals thing making them white lighting it with fire lighters i was rubbish at it and i always was a bit worried is this the right temperature is this not right temperature whereas on this it's just easy and i think that's part of it as well is the cooking should be fun it shouldn't be a struggle you shouldn't be there going god am i gonna is i gonna overcook this am i gonna undercook this is everyone gonna get food poisoning out of this it's supposed to be a laugh it's supposed to be all together do you think something actually that could also be the part of the challenge is is the you know then it rains Oh, what am I going to do with yeah. the fire? I do. It just brought back a triggered a memory for me. I don't know if you guys did this, but as a kid, um, trying to find some rocks and make a little circle, and then get some twigs and wood and make a fire. And there was a packet, always packet of wool's sausages, and you stick them on a yeah. stick. <laughs> and then, and then you you didn't. It took a while to realise that two sticks meant that they didn't spin around the one stick, so you could yeah, turn them yeah. over. And then they invariably just burnt. <laughs> mm-hmm. But <laughs> it was it was the first. It was my first memory of actually cooking anything. Mm. Yeah, my my eight year old did marshmallows at the cub camp, and he marshmallows melted marshmallows, then put between two chocolate digestive biscuits. Oh yeah, my word! It's called something. Isn't oh, it? s'mores. Called, called like a s'mores. S'mores, isn't it? It's an American thing, it, yeah. isn't it? But oh my word, that was a am- and, and again. The kids, after that whole camp, they did loads of stuff. The thing they loved the most, cooking over fire. They just It's all they focus on. That was amazing because they could yeah. just see, put closer, burn, pull back, doesn't burn. Yeah, It was really empowering it, for yeah. them. It was great. And I'm after I'm about I'm 10 minutes, everyone had theories on the perfect way to cook their marshmallow and the texture of it. It was, it was really cool. No, there's so much to learn. So, I mean, that's the thing. The more time you devote to it, the more you will discover out there with the barbecue or the grill or the pile of stones with some wood on it whatever you've built for yourself just you know yeah. you, you will you'll learn every time you go out there and try something and, <clears throat> and as you say there's no there's no right or wrong with this so just try a different thing if it doesn't work yes yeah. I, mean, I, 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 I want to have a go on Heston's you know. one now though I want to have a go on the uh, the future 4.0 well, the ever dual by oh. Heston range is, is a fine and very <laughs> there is also uh, a little one called a cube which is a which is a little portable mm. one that you that you can take around with you it, 
Oh, really? I, yeah, you just put coal in it, this, and, I? And, and, and light it. And there was also, you, I've got it one behind me, which you is can the, see behind, the yeah. big, the big uh, 4K. It's called, and that's got four probes in it. So that's got a lid. It's based on a Japanese, the Japanese, a bit like a tandoor. And the lid is uh, this thing looks like a Dalek, actually. It does, doesn't it? Yeah. I can see it there. It's got yeah. a it's got Where's a big vent nice. on the top, so as you can turn that to let air in the top, and then you've got a vent on the side. So when you open the two vents, you get more airflow, and the heat goes up. And then you want to close one. You can regulate the heat by the amount of airflow. It's got a little hole in the side where you can put your chips into or something else to smoke smoke it. Also, you can have an app. So, so you on your so telephone, you. so you can be you can be sitting with your Negroni or your beer or something in your garden, and you can be monitoring the temperatures because it's got it's, it probes the air inside the barbecue, and you can or, or you could be in someone else's garden. You could be in my neighbour's garden, <laughs> oh, yeah, probing I, their temperatures. Not, yeah. You get arrested for that. Um, <laughs> which is yeah, what a design. Amazing. I, it's so you the idea you've got an, I can imagine sitting in the garden you desperately trying to get the thing cut why is it not to what's going on <laughs> 47 degrees <laughs> incredible right well unfortunately we have run out of time on our barbecue now our sausages are burning so we must go and bung them into a roll immediately but um but chaps that was lovely and I hope the weather stays good for us all so we can continue yeah. to barbecue actually it would be it'd it. be great to hear because because we get it's so it's so fantastic for all you guys listening when you send in your memories you know the the, the connectivity related menu um, the, 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 the connectivity related memories of maybe barbecues as a kid or growing up or how you you know how how you see them now or maybe some unusual little um, uh, ideas for what you put on a barbecue because as James says you know I think we we can get so stuck in our sort of traditional rut of what we're going to put on a barbecue it does um, it does I mean, whether you hang a I mean you can make a fire and have I, I did see some there's an interesting um, piece of kit which I've got unfortunately got nothing to do with but it's like a tripod that you put over a imagine um, like a wok pan where you make your fire in the wok pan's got some legs on it you put your wood and this, your heat source in there, then you put your tripod over it, and it's got a chain that hangs from it. <clears throat> so you can oh, hang nice. a rack from it, uh, or you can even hang a pot. So you could even, afterwards, you could have a pot of coffee or a pot of tea on there. That's campfire cooking, that's really yeah, old school. You can that's have a cool. stew in there. Oh, it reminds me of the bait of the, that, that, uh, was that, that, what was that film? Where they 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 had a big pot of baked beans or the cowboys. Remember oh, blazing, blazing saddles! And uh, talking about farting. microbes, they were farting all farting away. like mad. All these big hard cowboys <laughs> puffing away. <laughs> on that note, awesome. on that bombshell. On that note, Peston, thank you, thank you, James, for being there with us for our barbecue. Pleasure. And just before we start, I'll just say if people are looking for these ideas, I know it's a bit of a plug, and we never plug enough things, but the Everdure by Heston.co.uk website is just obviously full of wonderful products, and you'll feel free to buy them, but it's full of wonderful recipes and ideas too. I mean, that's yeah. what Heston's alluding to. You can do whatever you fancy, and, and they, you know, the team have, have put together a whole load of stuff with supportive videos and things, and you'll see just the possibilities are endless of, of what you can cook. So go beyond burgers and sausages and, and, and just start trying lots of exciting things. Yeah. Wonderful. Thank you, James. And Heston, thank you. We will see you, we'll speak to you next week. Thanks, chaps. Uh, I'm off to 
what I, I don't know what I'm off to do. I was going to say chop a tree, but I'm not going to chop a tree then. I'm thinking about maybe having a barbecue. Or something. Oh, it's great. <laughs> I'm going to put a scoop of ice cream on the on the on the um, on the grill and then wonder why it melts. <laughs>